You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's going to start catching Pokemon as long as my own head stops flipping through my chest and my <laughs> arm stops spinning like a windmill. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I am Broken Trainer. And I'm Samantha. We have an excellent show for you this week. Uh, we have a bunch of things to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! Uh, so yeah, let's talk about some things we've been doing. Um, so I, on a lark, picked up Legends of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch, the remake. That's a game's a couple, couple two, three years ago old. It was so good, though. It was. It's, like, the quality of life was so good in that game. It is. Link's Awakening is probably one of my favorite uh, Zelda games. Yep. Honestly. It, because it's top, so weird. Top three, I would uh-huh. say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was definitely the, I mean, kind of the Mario 2. <laughs> I think it has the best plot of any of them, honestly. It's just, it's weird. It's different and weird. It's weird, and it's it's kind of like melancholy in an odd way mm-hmm. uh, without being dark like uh, Majora's Mask is. Yeah. I was reading up on the, uh, the production of it and apparently one of their big influences at the time, because the game was originally a Game Boy game that was uh, remade, mm. uh, that's been remade multiple times. Uh, Twin Peaks was a major influence on the... They wanted something that just felt, everything felt off. They wanted to be a, a Zelda game, a, a top-down Zelda game, but everything just feels weird. And it has that weird dreamlike kind of feeling. Especially with the, time. how um, toy-like everything seems like in the, the remake. Yeah, the, the new graphics are amazing. Yeah, everything has a like a vinyl toy look to it that's very nice. Also the fact, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it has probably one of the best Zelda so- like mu- like musical bits ever in the Tall Tall Highlands. Yeah, it's like the, it's all... it's right up there with like Gerudo Valley for me. Oh sure, yeah, the music's really good. The fact that you are collecting musical instruments and as you collect them, it adds to the song more and more mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, I love all the little the cheeky cameos. That yes, the very cheeky wink wink cameos. Mm-hmm. Where they just kind of threw. Oh, there's a chain chomp in here for yeah. no reason. There's some goombas. Uh, Wart is here. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Doctor Wright from uh, yeah, from uh, uh, Sim City. Sim City. Yeah, he's just in a room. He's just there. Kind of forgot about all the little Nintendo references and other things. There's in there. a ton of them, and the remake added a bunch. They uh, there's a whole uh, crane game mini game where you are collecting old Mario villains as statues to put in other people's homes. Yeah, yeah. Also, that, that man, that 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 crane game was kind of hard. <laughs> They added some extra physics to it and made it that much more difficult. <laughs> well, it was it was trivial in the original. It game. really was. Yeah, you did it once and that was it. Yeah. Once or twice. But uh, yeah, but you no. get those those heart pieces. Yeah. I, I like how little they actually changed it. Oh too, yeah, because it, it really doesn't need it. It's the original Game Boy version is just as playable now as it ever was. It really is, and um, I not a lot of people liked it, but I actually kind of like the dungeon builder. Dombey's oh, yeah. dungeon I, check I, I, where yeah. you get random assorted rooms that you are supposed to like place together in a grid to make like a s- special dungeons and, and do challenges and stuff. A lot of people didn't like it and I think it, it could have used a little more. It was a, about 75% good idea. Yeah. Uh, the execution wasn't the best but I still enjoy it. I thought I, it was fun. I think it's unfairly maligned because it's not Zelda Maker. Yeah. It, if you appreciate it for what it is, it's good. Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't want them to ever make a Zelda maker because people can barely make Mario, Mario levels. levels. There's sure. no way they can make Zelda dungeons. Yeah, and have it be are, fun and Yeah, enjoyable. they're any good, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean, it's a good game. I picked it up for cheap because it's, well, the remake is like three or three-ish years old, I think. Yeah, but Nintendo games really don't drop yeah, in value. Right. Well, I found a good deal on yeah, it. Yeah, if you find a good deal on a Nintendo uh, first-party Nintendo game, you got to get it. Yeah. They don't ever go down in price. Yeah. And also, the game's not super long. I mean, you can get through it in about uh, 12 to 14 hours if you're get- collecting everything, which I'm collecting and you gotta everything. You got to get the shells. You got to get the shells. Got to get the heart pieces. 
Gotta do all that stuff. Gotta catch the blooper in the uh, in the oh. fishing mini game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did they ever ex- ever explain how Marin gets to like the actual like the real world? She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. She is a, a dream. Everyone yeah. on the island. Well, is a, I know. Is a dream but I could have sworn she pops up in another game somewhere. Well, she's in Hyrule Warrior, but everybody's Nothing, in Hyrule. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't I'm, not, count yeah, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Hyrule. There Warrior. is if if you get a hundred percent or something. There's an extra seagull in the sky. It's not a hundred percent. It's a, a oh. no death run. Oh, which is actually pretty easy because the game is also fairly easy. Especially if you have a half an idea how to play a Zelda game. Uh, I'm about halfway through it with zero deaths and have so many hearts now. It's like, yeah, knock on wood. But there's so many deaths now and an auto save and rollback feature on it. So it's like, eh, you could just kind of roll it back. But yeah, there'll, there'll be an extra seagull in the sky and that's that's Marin. Yes. the uh, What I really like are the um, full anime animated intro and out. And, oh, yeah, uh, those are gorgeous. And outro. Yeah, of it. They're they beautiful. Really it, they're very beautiful. I... Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. And uh well and you know, the other thing I've been doing, I've been kinda going back and watching episodes of Batman the Animated Series and Power Rangers for very obvious reasons. One of the reasons we'll get into later in the show. Those Batman episodes are great. Oh, so good. I love I love the whole Bruce Tim era of like the DC animated universe. It mm-hmm. was so yeah. good. Super, super good stuff. It's a solid like twenty 15 20 years of shows oh yeah oh yeah i mean you had batman the animated series you had superman new batman the new batman animated series where they kind of changed the designs a little bit Mm -hmm. justice league justice league unlimited batman beyond uh static shock kind of static shock counts so does the zeta project oh yeah the spinoff from batman beyond yep does freakazoid count it doesn't count but it should (laughs) because it was almost the creeper it was the, the yeah. Creeper was almost the creeper yeah. of the show. Yeah, and you I mean, could, and there was an episode of, with the, of the new Batman Adventures with the Creeper, and it's he's very much like the Freakazoid. He's Freakazoid. Yeah, so good though. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish they'd make more Freakazoid. <laughs> I wish they would too. Now's the time. Yeah, now's the time for more Freakazoid. But like the big things, I think that people forget about the Batman the Made series. It was the origin point of Mister Freeze's. Resurgence, because resurgence in his canonical like backstory with Nora and his everything. Good backstory, his yeah. good backstory, and Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn comes from the series. She was not oh, in yeah. the comics until after the series. Well, it also solidified and brought uh, prominence back to Clayface. Clayface True. was a one-time True. one. Clayface was a one-time <laughs> villain, and this and it brought Clayface back in a big way. Uh, those that first two-part episode with Clayface. Two of my favorite episodes. Oh, the of, animation in those is so good. Animation is so good, and and giving him a uh, kind of a, a tragic backstory to go along with it. And you take because the show doesn't typically deal with supernatural elements that much, but it giving Batman a villain with superpowers and and making it believable, like oh yeah, no, this definitely happened to this guy, and he can change his face and stuff. That episode is uh, anime. Yeah. Kinda. Two of my favorite episodes um, are the ones with um, Hardak. Yes, the the Heart of Steel. Heart of one Steel. Of one and two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know the voice of Hardak was the was in um he was in uh, Blade Runner, the little guy that the um the puppet maker the puppet maker the puppet maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Hardak. That's the voice of Hardak, the the supercomputer. Mm. If, if you told me Hardak was like a Transformers character, I would believe you. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, sure. I mean he well, has yeah. a very generic <laughs> sci-fi mm. machine name. Yep. I also forgot how many kind of bad episodes there were. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a it's a kid show yeah. in the end. So every every couple of episodes you're gonna get something that's like. I don't know. There's that yeah. one where it has all the those... The B-team wrote the it. The B-team. There's yeah. that one where all those kids are like sitting in a room talking about Batman stories or whatever. There's that one. There's the one where I really a scientist like that turns Catwoman into a literal Catwoman. Yeah. Made of a, of a half man, half cat. Oh, yeah. That cat cult or whatever. The cat cult. That's yeah. a bad one. Tiger Tigers. That yeah. is the episode's name. Yeah. Um, I remember that one. Yeah. But for every, for every Tiger Tiger, you have, and I almost got him. Yeah, which is one of my oh, another one of my a, favorite. That episodes. is like one of the or a best. Harley Quinnade. Harley Quinnade is really good. Uh, Harley's Day Out. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Uh, uh, this is uh, blabbing about Batman, the Batman <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> but yeah, Almost Got Him was one of my favorite episodes. Oh, where I it's, know. It's just the villains sitting sitting around a table playing cards. Tal- talking stories, talking, how they almost got how Batman. How they almost got Batman. And there's like four different vignettes. And it was super, super good. And it has kind of an unreliable narrator uh-huh. thing to it, too. The the uh, the Killer Croc uh, story is like super simple. They almost look like, like stick figures because <laughs> it's Killer Croc. It's Killer Croc. Well... <laughs> yeah yeah but uh no it's really yeah also the fact that they made a actual almost got em game uh-huh yeah they made yeah they made like, a board it, game it, out it, of it sort of i mean card game it's, or something. it's less it's it's more like almost like werewolf yeah where everyone has like a secret role so you have to have somebody who's like the storyteller outside the group mm-hmm. uh, but everyone else is like literally legitimately playing poker with their secret roles yeah no, it's Batman the Animated Series. It's it's so good. It's so, so, so good. And um, I also watched Mask of the Phantasm, which is maybe my favorite Batman movie of all time. That is really, really good. I need to watch that. I've not seen that. Oh, you're missing it's out. It's been a it's... long time since I've watched it. Yeah. And also, the Phantasm does make a, a cameo in Batman. Batman. No. Technically, it's Justice League Unlimited. The last episode of Justice League Unlimited is a time jump where Terry McGinnis is older, older, and is contacted um, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller and Amanda Waller is like, "Oh yeah, no, I wanted to try to create a, a new re- Batman. recreate a new Batman, so we hired an assassin to kill your parents." Um, but then she didn't and, do and it. She chickened out at the last minute, and it's the fan. It's an elderly, the Phantasm, who said, "No, I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to create a Batman. I'm not going to put this." kid through what bruce did but it turned out his parents died in a car accident anyway so it's like whatever well no his dad was killed by uh mobs no his boss oh right yeah that's right. uh blight yes the yes, radiation yes. guy yeah it's been forever since i've watched batman forever <laughs> i'll be honest you mean you mean batman beyond batman beyond if batman you forever. told well, me well it's been forever since i've seen the batman, batman beyond or batman forever too, forever too yeah <laughs> if you told me there was a radiation villain named blight i would think you were talking about captain planet because yes, there is a uh, yeah, radiation is. guy named blight yeah Doc, no, that that's no. There's a woman named Doctor Blight. There's a do- yeah. woman named Doctor Blight, and there's a radio radiation man named Duke, Duke Nukem. Nukem. Yeah, who was voiced by, and he looked like a pineapple. Yeah, he looked like a pineapple. But he has like a famous voice. Like they a- got kicked out of the Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I'm Duke Nuke them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they all. Everybody on Captain Planet had a uh, uh, famous yeah, voice actors. Yeah, it was and stuff. an easy get. It was a charity job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even uh, Jeff Goldblum was a uh, uh, vermin um, uh, supreme verminous scum. I think what is his name? The 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 rat guy. I think so that sounds oh right. something like yeah. that. Yeah. There was someone someone famous was Luton Plunder too. Yeah. All the names on Captain Planet were great. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of oh Dean Stockwell was the Dean voice Dean Stockwell so yes. Al, Al from Quantum Leap uh-huh. <laughs> which I guess is he is uh, so he's no longer with us no, Dean Stockwell no. is but his character uh, Al is playing very 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 heavily into the new Quantum Leap show it's I think I think Nicole told me it's his daughter or one of his daughters his daughter started leaping because Al left her a message. I, I don't know. I haven't watched the new series because we haven't finished the old one yet. And Dr. Song is going through time trying to find Al's daughter while also trying to find out what happened to Sam Beckett, the original Leaper. And um, yeah, because the old series ends on a he never made it home. Yeah, yeah it doesn't really. It, isn't he it just, just like a leap- title card? Shows up? Well, yeah, he just keeps <laughs> leaping and they lost track of him is how the old series end. And um, um, Ernie Hudson in the new series, I learned this. Uh, oh, Ernie so Hudson's in it? Ernie Hudson is like the is like the lead scientist in the new the new facility the new facility and his nickname is Magic mm. because he can kind of um he always kind of can tell when something's not quite right with the timeline. So he's then, like the new Ziggy, kinda. And here's the here's the the way they tied it in. They um he he mentioned offhand that he had a you know he had ties to the leaping program for a long time. And as it turns out, there was an episode in the original series where Sam jumps into the body of his brother during the Vietnam war and saves his brother's life and his platoon while in Vietnam. And Ernie Hudson's character was a member of the platoon platoon and ever, and, and he knows I should be dead, but I'm not because of a leaper. And ever since that day, 
he can sense anomalies in the time stream and can spot people that have been affected by a leaper. Which is weird because the late like we're in the last season and there are like a couple episodes where they brought in the evil leapers. Oh, the evil leapers are so great. They like, suck, but they're great. But I, I think it's also because there's an episode it was um where they make a lot of references to old leaps. Yes. Because he got shocked going into a leap at a sixties era or a fifties era insane asylum. Uh-huh. Um and he under under manipulation by truth serum uh divulges this the quantum leap program to government agents and they and they create a, but uh, i don't think it's ever explained but it's kind of like the if you think about it this is why there's an evil leaper or why there's there's a second program this has been quantum geeks the quantum leap podcast <laughs> i would do that show you 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 joke i would do a quantum leap it's show. so goofy and weird and i love it we would end every podcast episode by saying oh no Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. No, Knuckles says oh no. Al or um Sam Beckett says oh, oh boy. boy in yeah. almost every one. And some of the weird one like the last one I remember we were, we started watching was the one where he's like the driver or something of Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Yep. But also like I mean some of those episodes are so good but also so we like some of them are really good and others are really uncomfortable. Some of them are a little, little off. A little there's weird. like a, there's like a two parter that's really uncomfortable where, uh, he leaps into a car or leaps into a guy and saves his daughter. Right. And then later leaps back into another person in that same girl's lifetime and falls in love with her. Right. And I'm like, it's really awkward and I don't like it. <laughs> well, I mean, there was an episode. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the show before uh, I watched recently called Jimmy. Where he where he, he, he leaps into a there's um, actually a two parter with Jimmy yeah where there's he, seasons he leaps into apart. the body of a uh, a guy with Down syndrome in the 1960s 1950s yeah, before it was like that and uh, he basically his job was to try to keep, get Jimmy a job get Jimmy a job keep Jimmy from going into back uh, into the uh, uh, facility uh, the facility yeah. But then, but that's all. That's also the first episode with the evil. The second one is the first episode with the evil. Leaper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the evil leaper jumped into his brother's wife. Oh, sure. So yeah, good that, stuff. That turns into a whole thing. Also, it's some of those cheesy '80s slash early '90s special effects. Super good. <laughs> also, they do so many episodes set in the '50s. Well, Probably it's cheap. easy. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, that '80s nostalgia of the '50s. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we kind of dominated yeah, we kinda the check it out. Over, yeah. Uh, so you want to talk Chainsaw Man? Oh wow, you've been watching We've Chainsaw Man. We've been watching Man? Chainsaw Man. It's really good. Yeah. It's a good anime. It's about a, a a world where there's like devils and demons that show up, and people have to fight them. And this one guy has a little pull cord on his chest, and he pulls it. And he turns into a chainsaw guy. Like his head turns into a big chainsaw thing. His arms get chainsaws on him. Uh, and he fights. He's got a puppy with a chainsaw coming out of its face. I was going to say, yeah. I've seen the dog. Yeah, well, for a little bit he does. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, that's where it's not really a spoiler. That's where it's in the first episode. That's how he gets the powers. Oh, really? Uh. He gets killed in his his dog, chainsaw demon dog that he he cared for when it was sick, so it likes him, uh, goes inside of him and, and gives, brings, him, his chainsaw gives powers. him his chainsaw powers and keeps him from dying. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and he, he's like a real down on his luck kid who has an incredible amount of debt from passed down from his dad. So he mm -hmm. basically just does whatever like these people tell him to do to make money, and then they take all his money. So he's like Spider Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he gets picked up by an organization that hunts demons, and they kind of like Go, it goes kind of like the weird bleach route. Yeah. Then they take him in, and, and he has to like acclimate to being not a, a scummy human like a scummy poor boy and there's like different people with different weapon power there's like bomb Wait, woman or something like that or well, the, the humans can make make packs, packs. with devils yeah. by um giving something up and giving it to the devil so like i don't know if there's like a guy with an eye patch maybe he gave his eye to a devil for a certain power gotcha um it's cool. It's it's 
it sounds simple, but there's a lot. There's enough stuff going enough on underneath. It. Yeah, yeah, that makes it good. And the animation is really, really good. The fights are really cool, and the monsters look cool. Like his like chainsaw man mask face head thing, almost looks like an Ava unit. Yeah, it kind of does. Just not you know green and purple. And and Power is the best character on the show. She's just like a. She is a devil, but she works for the the good guys, and mm. she's just a total like gremlin. Nice, <laughs> nice. Is that why you like her? Because she's <laughs> a little gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before she was picked up by this organization, she was just running around covered in filth, killing things. Ah. <laughs> but it, it's it's really good. Um, we've only watched like three episodes, but I think there's only like four out. But it's worth watching. Though speaking of anime. Nicole had me start watching, uh, it's called uh, Licorice Recoil. I think that's, that's how a, you pronounce it. That's the title. That's, yeah, that well, sounds like an anime. Well, it's not, it's it's spelled funny. It's sure like, it is. It's like L-Y-R something. Anyway, but it's about a secret government organization that recruits like school age girls to basically be secret peacekeeping assassins. Boy, this sounds like the most anime thing. Oh yeah, yeah. To oh ever yeah, anime. But it's very, it's very like be- very beautifully done. Like the colors and everything is very nice, and it centers around the main girl. Who her thing is, she doesn't want to kill people. She wants to stop bad people, but she doesn't want to. Even if they're bad people, she doesn't want to kill them. Mm. So everything she does is non-lethal. She like uses like pepper bullets and things like that. And even if somebody does get hurt, she treats them before she arrests them. I don't I I really like it. I think it's really it's really it's a really good show. We watched an anime movie too. We watched a, a silent voice last night. It was really good. It's kind of an an emotional sentimental type anime movie. Mm. Uh, a lot like um your name. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, but it deals with like bullying. Mm. Mm. Um, it, it starts with this kid in the in the past in elementary school, and he's kind of a jerk, and he bullies a deaf girl in his class until she has to switch schools. Oh, and it's about him like growing up and coming to terms with how much of a jerk he was. Yeah, but not mm. only that, like how it affected everyone in that class, and they go through and like they all deal with their hangups. Interesting, including including the deaf girl, um, it, and it's really good. It's really well done. Um, it symbolizes like the alienation and the isolation he feels from other people by putting like an X over their face. Oh, interesting. And like once he once he makes a connection with that person and feels like he can look them in the eye again, the X falls away like a piece of paper on oh, the ground. Oh, that's that's kind of hmm. cool. Yeah, that's kind of clever. It was really good. It's a really good movie. Uh, the animation is gorgeous, and uh, it's it's a good story. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's there's some suicide stuff in there. If that's a mm. a deal breaker, a deal breaker for you. Which if that is, that's perfectly reasonable. But it's a, it's a tough subject, but it, it handles it well. It doesn't trivialize it or anything. Cool. It's, it's on Netflix. Okay. A recommend, a recommendation from me. A se- <laughs> the seal of approval. Oh, God. Uh, or, 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 or. There it is. There it is. All right. Hey, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some news. Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. Long Play is a show that appeals to music lovers of all ages. Here's an example. I love Long Play. There you have it. A completely unsolicited endorsement for one of our youngest fans. Grandpa, where's my candy? Ellie, be cool. Grandpa! Ellie and I would like to invite you to tune in to Long Play every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on 104.7 W-C-M-O. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Nerd Overload, the four-dimensional experience. Uh. I'm Cody. Uh, be careful. There might be puffs of air on the back of your legs <laughs> I, and or neck. I hate it. I hate it so much. That that 4D experience of Honey, I Shrunk the Audience made you think that the theater was filled with mice, and I hated it. 
<laughs> you know, extraterrestrial had that part where they like just dribbled a little water on you like, uh-huh. and made you think it was blood. Yeah. I remember we went to a theme park and I don't remember if it was Six Flags or maybe some old version of Cedar Point, but they had like that that uh, uh, that Leslie Nielsen pirate 4D experience. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And I remember they were in a cave and a spider was coming down and the spider was the 3D oh, part of it. Oh, that's right. You're not a... Oh, I am a huge arachnophobe. You're, you're, not, a, you're not a spider guy. No. Not a spider boy. Nah. Yeah. And I was like slinking in my seat trying to get away from it. <laughs> You're more of a J. Jonah Jameson than a Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't want, except, except I don't you want don't pictures. Want, you don't want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't even want the pictures. Yeah. God. Yeah. To, to live in a universe where spiders man is a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I remember the uh, the Muppets 4D experience. It was supposed to be the big kickoff uh, for their big thing. I wish I wish that I would have gotten to ride that. Oh, it it was pretty fun, or watch but that. it was I don't know. It was weird because it was made during that time when Henson had his half hour show, where it was like the wonderful world of Disney, but Jim Henson, and they had that three D like oh, Qubit or whatever his I name was, graph like Walter Graphic or something Walter, like Walter that, Walter T Graphic or something. Yeah. And, he, and that is the main character of the ride. Oh no, it was so weird. It was so weird. He's like the. Oh no, I'm getting him confused with the Muppet from the Jason Siegel. Oh Muppet. yeah, that's Walter, yeah, that's but Walter. it's like um C- Cosmo T graphic something. or something like that. Something like that. Anyway, we're gonna get into some news. Waldo C graphic. Waldo Z graphic. Waldo C graphic. That's what it is. Great name. Good job. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. up all night on that one. Ten, 10 out of 10. No notes. <laughs> all right. So let's get into some of this stuff. I think the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is out. And if you could tell by our check outs, none of us has played it yeah, yet. Which is weird for us. But given the, yeah, given the state of the game, not terribly surprising. Yeah. So there are a lot of graphical errors and glitches with uh, both of the games. And a lot of a lot of slowdown, uh, single digit frame per second situations. Uh-huh. A lot of pop in, but you're going to have that with uh, Switch games. Switch. But uh, yeah, there are videos you can you can go on YouTube, and it doesn't take a lot of searching to find videos of people's arms and heads and torsos twisting in into each other. And in the game, in the game, in oh the my game. god, in the game, in the game. Yes, <laughs> you have just imagine like people being pulled into miniature <laughs> yeah. black holes. It's, oh yeah, when you play this Pokemon, it will rip your body apart. <laughs> I I mean, it sucks. It's not yeah, great. It's not great. I think. A lot of other games get a lot more leeway in this situation. I mean, it, a lot of other games aren't based on the number one most best-selling entertainment brand on in the universe. Right. <laughs> well, like, if, if they had this many graphical errors with something like a Temtem or even a Digimon, people would be like, okay, well, you know. But Pokemon's a big franchise. Game Freak's a huge company. Put a few extra bucks into it. <laughs> They have a year to make this humongous game. Yeah. Like, people people want like the Witcher level quality and they work on those games for like years. Six or seven years. And these Pokemon games they they're forced to push out in like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't add up. It, they, it doesn't. They need to take more time between games is what I think it needs to happen. Yeah, yeah we don't need we don't need you know the the year yearly release of a Pokemon. Yeah, we game. don't need yearly installments of Pokemon. We're I'm good. Yeah, the worst part is Arceus. Arceus was so good, and this a lot of this seems like it's a little bit of a step back. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that they're that they're taking a step backwards with it. Um, Arceus was a was a smaller game in scope, while introducing a lot of cool, cool new features new features and they should be they should have been focusing on that instead of yeah. they, they dropped a lot of the features i've read yeah um like a lot of the stealth stuff that's really fun and that's what made that game uh arceus it, the, the stealth and the sneaking up and not having to battle you could just throw a ball and, and catch it and... and also having a pokemon you know run hands on you oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know like a true wild animal would mm-hmm let alone an animal that has superpowers. Yeah, you you should definitely be able to be to be damaged in a Pokemon game, I think. Oh, sure. I also I'm not 100% on board with all of the designs of the new Pokemon. 
some of them seem a little weird. A lot of them are kind of plain too. Like yeah. there's one that's like just a flamingo. I like it. It's cool, but it but is also just a flamingo. There's nothing special to it. It's just a flamingo. Just a flamingo. Just a flamenco. <laughs> I mean, he, they could have like given him like a flamenco dancer outfit. He could have been a flamenco flamingo. Mm-hmm. And that's just off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, he could have that one for free. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there have been a lot of lazy Pokemon designs over the years. I mean, you got stuff like my Trubbish. My set of keys. The set of keys. Oh, Clef Key's great. <laughs> Don't diss Trubbish. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. He's literally trash. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I love him. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good trash he's boy. He's an overflowing bag of trash that is also cute. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to make some kind of self-deprecating joke. <laughs> Everybody always brings up the ice cream one. Yeah, I thought about it. I'm, I'm okay with the ice I'm cream a, one. You know He's what? I'm, a, I'm okay with the simple ones. Listen, my favorite Pokemon is Farfetch'd, who is just a duck. He's just a duck. That with could, a leak. That comes with his own seasoning. Yeah. Or whatever. Just a duck. There's nothing special to him. <laughs> I think the worst ones are the over-designed ones. Like, uh-huh. like the ones that are the motorcycles that you ride in this game. I don't think those look very good. The legendaries are uh, always... They, after a certain point in the games, the legendaries become the worst they, ones in the game. They just look like Digimon. Yeah. They look like Digimon. You you want you want lazy? I I'm so tired of animal that turns into half man, half animal. Yeah. Well, like, look, like Lucario, like Lucario, and like Sprigatito, the new the new grass cat. Oh, don't no, don't spoil that for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're gonna it's, be disappointed. You're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Guess what? It turns into a man cat again. Yeah, but, but not like a cool man cat like Incineroar. <laughs> yeah, I mean Incineroar is a good good wrestle boy. I, lo- I love him. Oh, he gets so much crap from people. I don't know why. Incineroar's he's good, great he's because a, well, I'm a mark for wrestling. He's a style big buff stuff. cat with a flaming belt. I, yeah. I fail to see the issue. That's that's but, great. But, but also, uh, the one pig Pokemon was also just a wrestler dude. Oh, Embor. Em- yeah, Embor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flaming sumo wrestler pig. Hawkalucha. Oh, Halucha is Halucha, great. I can remember. Halucha is pretty great. Uh, the the duck turns into basically like flamenco dancer. Oh, he kind yeah. of looks like the uh, the smug leaf guy that from the previous game. Yeah, he also looks a lot like Blaziken, but if Blaziken was a water duck because oh. it is water fighting. Yeah. What's up with all the starters that eventually just become fighting? I don't know. I'm actually excited because they gave uh, Mankey and Primeape a, a third step. Nice. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, my, sweet. My good, good monkey's got a, got a yeah. new one? Infernape, and it is fighting ghost. Ooh, that's cool. It learns, it, 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 its rage goes so strong that its body dies, but it's terrible fighting spirit. Raging fighting spirit lives on, <laughs> and it evolves by, uh, Using a special move twenty a rage and a new move called Rage Fist twenty times. De- Wait, you said Infernape, but even though that's already a no, Pokemon. not Infernape. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look up the name. But because Infernape was already an existing fire poke uh, fire monkey yeah. Pokemon. Uh, you guys, yeah, you at guys least for a sec. Foycoco's um, evolutions are all good. Which one's that one? That's the fire Annihilate. Annihilate. That's so good. Annihilate. What's he look like? I want to see what he looks like. I'm going to get it here. Give me a sec. I don't want to see it. I'm going to wait till I see it in the game. Okay. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yes, but he is fighting uh, fighting ghost type, and he uses an attack called Rage Fist 20 times to transcend its physical body and become the ghostly embodiment of anger. (laughs) And I love it. Flesh is weak. There is only rage. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hopefully they'll just they'll throw some patches on this and it'll be better. I will probably pick up the game before the end of the year because there are some uh, bonuses for getting the game within the first month yeah, or two. You or get like they special, always do that. There's like a special Pikachu out now or something. Yeah, a Pikachu with a new hat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably get it then. But yeah, I'm definitely letting this one simmer for a few before I pick up the game. And if it's not good, this will be the when was when was, be the, it. when was the last time they threw a new evolution out there? Because it feels like it's been a minute. Sliveon. Uh, Sylveon. 
in uh, X and Y. Oh, so it has been a while. It has been a while. There have been almost every gen since then. There have been teases of things like Titanion, which was a which would steel be a steel type, type or um, was it um, Terion, like a, a ground type or whatever? Terion. Terion. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Here we go with the eat, people eating Pokemon again. Yeah, but no, there's a lot of weird gimmick. Um, I look, I I spent the evening last night at work. Uh, had some downtime, so I spent it on Bulbapedia, just kind of familiarizing myself with, with the, the new, new Pokemon. With the new Pokemon, and there are a Cheating. lot of no, just kind of. So uh, so when I see a picture of it, I go, "What's that thing? Oh no, that's a new Pokemon." And there's some Who's that, that just Pokemon. Dumb. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of gimmick ones. They're like mm. weirdo gimmicks. Like the a thousandth Pokemon that's like that golden. That is the evolution of Gimme Ghoul. Is it? Yes. Okay. He turns into a golden version of that slimy guy from Arms. Basically, so what it is, Gimme Ghoul is a is a steel is a ghost type that lives inside a treasure chest, and throughout the game, you 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 find as items Gimme Ghoul coins, and when so Gimme Ghoul is number nine nine nine. So when you find nine hundred and ninety nine Gimme Ghoul coins throughout the game. It will absorb those coins and become the thousandth Pokemon, which is a steel ghost type where the ghost has inhabited a stack of coins and becomes a, st- a living stack of coins. I feel like. And feel also like- its movement in game, it's it creates a coin surfboard and surfs around. Huh. Nice. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Pokemon should just be called, you know, Shinto monster catcher or something. It is it is getting crushed under its own weight of how many Pokemon there are. There there are so many Pokemon. They're, they're never going to be able to reboot the series. They're they're so darned but, if they do, darned if they don't. Yeah, they're kind if, of stuck. Because if they if they put all the Pokemon in, then that's so much work that the rest of the game suffers. And if they take any out, people, people get mad. Throw people get a mad fit and because start, everyone everyone every Pokemon it. is someone's favorite. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, Sword and Shield people threw fits for months just because you couldn't get all thirty odd guys. Uh huh. Yeah. I do like I do like it though when they throw in like the regional variants or a new evolution. There's not too many of those this time around. There's a couple. Yeah, I mean, there's the Diglett. There's that- a Diglett, and and there well, there's there are regional variants of established Pokemon, and then there are new Pokemon that are offshoots diglett is and wiglet are technically offshoots because it has a different name mm. but like there is a uh paldean uh tauros yeah i think I, I think i saw that that is um fighting and then another element type i guess yeah because every pokemon has to be a dual type anymore oh why not yeah. <laughs> that's the way the meta works I'm, yeah i'm honestly waiting for the next game's gimmick to be tri-type yeah I, I heard that terrestrializing is actually interesting mm-hmm. from a gameplay perspective, even though it looks lame. It looks lame, <laughs> but I understand why they had to make it look the way it did, because it can be a fe- They can tack that onto any Pokemon in the game, and it's easy to just put a, um, a reflect filter over mm-hmm. top of. They honestly just should have did less. Yeah. Like the weather effects, they just slap some, like, do something like that. That would have been better than a crystallized, bedazzled crown. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) No, it's, it's garish and goofy. And a part of me is like, oh, man, I love that. But part of me is like, eh, it's kind of lame. Especially when you have something cool like a form change, like a uh, Mega Evolution. I loved Mega Evolution. Or the special uh, Gigantamaxing or something like that. I still think Mega Evolution was probably my favorite gimmick they ever did. Yeah, it was yeah. like the first, the, the first, first one. one they did. Yeah. yeah, and the best one they did. <laughs> I even like Z moves, and Z moves were kind of lame, but it gave you know at least you had like a limit break on your Pokemon. Yeah, a limit break on your Pokemon, and that's kind of <laughs> neat. It made a lot of the fights too easy. Sure, but they, they could have balanced it better. And they sold also and they, it's and Pokemon, they, and Pokemon yeah, is yeah, too also easy. Also, it's a kids game, and they sold yeah. so many toys of those stupid Z move bracelets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, let's move on to some other stuff here. So Blizzard's uh, back in a lot of their games, or all of their games? Uh, just about all of them, I think. Out of China. Uh, yeah, our, our Blizzard is is discontinuing services in China, which is a huge deal. That is a big deal. Because one, China is a huge gaming market, an online gaming market, it or is. just Asia in general, really. Yeah. Uh, but China's pretty big, and with all the controversies over the last 
I don't know, what, six years <laughs> at I, least? I suppose you could say China is the biggest market for anything. For movies, yeah. for video games. For anything. It's because got the most people Most people it. by it volume. Li- yeah. yeah, it's literally one-sixth of the planet's population. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Blizzard is discontinuing services. And unfortunately, it's not for any, you know... Noble reasons. Noble reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's all a licensing deal with NetEase. Okay, sure. Uh, so because of that, they're having to discontinue services in China, which is going to be a huge hit to their bottom line. It's going to be a hit to their bottom line, which I... I'm sure they'll get around it. I'm I, sure it won't last. If I liked Blizzard as a company, I would be upset. But I, I used to. Yeah, I used I to. I don't care for Blizzard. My, but, my question is, and this is something I never consider, esports. A lot of uh, Overwatch teams and a lot of you know, esports teams come from China. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a hit on the world stage Overwatch, in, that, in that sense. Uh, Hearthstone had a bit, pretty big presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even Heroes of the Storm had a presence for yeah, a while. Hots, Hots had a good one. Yeah, People play that game. They did. <laughs> yeah, I they did. did. They don't now. I'm, I'm not even sure if, they, if the game even still runs, if yeah. I'm going to be yeah. completely honest. Blizzard has burnt any any kind of goodwill they could ever have they've oh yeah they've destroyed like 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 when they like when they banned that one player for protesting the hong kong situation there a handful of years back yeah that was like one of the like that was like the start of like the crumbling of people's opinion of blizzard and then everything came out and it's like well no i would say people's the start of people's opinion crumbling about blizzard was all of the sexual that was misconduct that was after that was after that was after the hard okay yeah well because the hong kong protests were first and then and then the sexual and then the other conduct allegations and the wrongful terminations and yes blizzard was more or less like the nintendo of the pc like they were they were always count on them to make a, a decent game yeah. Whenever they had one come out, but now like that's all off the table. Yeah, it now. is. It, even even without all the terrible things they've done, their games have not been good lately. Oh no, they keep shooting themselves <laughs> on the foot, and all their really good creative people have left. Yeah, sure. Like Chris Menson, all of them took off, and it's like, all right, so why do we care? The, they messed up that world or that Warcraft three remaster. They re- oh yeah, well, they did. They did that, that was a big one because they basically lied on everything they said they were going to bring and then broke the code so you couldn't even play the old one. The Diablo 2 remaster came out and nobody, some nobody people, talks about Some that. people play yeah. it. I, I heard it was better than, than the Warcraft yeah. 3 one, but it was also a different team. They, they've they they've lost all their goodwill with me that I had. I don't, I didn't even get that. I like Diablo. I did. And the opportunity to play Diablo 2 on the Switch is, is very... Uh, tempting, but it's not worth compromising my principles for. Sure. No. Uh, Overwatch 2 is a fiasco. It's trash. I mean, it yeah. still is. They're really... The yeah. fact that you have new characters locked behind a battle pass that you have to buy... Well, I don't think you have to buy the battle pass to get the characters, but the leveling up in the battle pass is such a slog. It's terrible. It's mm-hmm. like, you might as well. Yeah. You know. And it's... They didn't add... There's nothing new about it. It's not really. Same, uh, same from, maps. From everything I've seen, Junker Queen is not a good character. Her concept is cool, but her gameplay is terrible. She's got some sweet abs. <laughs> uh, I haven't played uh, Kiriko, the new support hero, but I've seen good things. I, I played um, the tutorial map with her, and I'm like, nothing really all that cool about and it. And then the next new character is another tank. So, ooh. I used to think that when Activision got a hold of Blizzard is when all the bad stuff happened, and then all that it actual was there news. Before. Yeah, yeah, it was there. I was like, <sighs> no, it's always been there. They just got a little more cavalier about yeah. trying to hide it. Yeah, Activision just amplified it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's where a lot of the bad game decisions started coming in too, because Activision is a lot like EA, where something always has to, to come game. out. Yeah, yeah, right. How can we squeeze more money out of this sixty-dollar video game? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, microtransactions and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. This is a news yeah. item that was on the board for a couple of weeks we haven't touched on, but EA uh, got a deal with uh, Disney and Marvel to make, like, a couple games. A couple games, yeah. That, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's not thrilling. Marvel games are typically not the best. There are They're some exceptions. few and far between. They're few and far between, but typically that, not not that square right. enix avengers game was like it wanted to be good so bad but it was it, it was not it it killed itself with its own like 
always online multiplayer uh-huh. crap nobody wanted. Yeah. People people want to want to go to a Marvel game for like a, a cinematic story, I would get I would think. Yeah. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy game they did that actually was very good. Yeah. And Spider-Man yeah. was really good by Insomniac. Yeah. Which mm. is the same it's a cinematic single player game. Which, which makes which gives me hope to the Wolverine game that Insomniac is making. I'm like, oh, oh sure. I forgot about that. I'm yeah, very, I'm very so excited, excited for yeah. it. Um, and Give me I'm, that. And mm-hmm. you know, Midnight Suns might be fun. Midnight Suns might be okay in a, in a tactic in a the tactic comic way. That, that that it's it's kind of being um, that's coming out in tandem with it is actually pretty good. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, plus you know, focusing on the mystical heroes is always fun too because we don't get a lot of that. Not so much, but yeah. Anyway, more news. All right. Well, uh, we have time for one more, and I think we should probably just go ahead and yeah. end everything on a down note. Unfortunately. So Sunday late, or I guess early Sunday, um, a cryptic, a well, a not so cryptic, but very message came in the form of a Facebook message from uh, former Power Ranger actor Jason David Frank's personal uh, trainer, personal trainer, claiming that he had passed, and uh, people were, uh, you know, pretty confused. About that, it was, like a, it was like a twelve-hour scramble. It was a twelve-hour scramble. A lot of people thinking that it was some kind of hoax, celebrity death hoax. Celebrity, yeah. And I mean, that's what I thought it was at first. Um, and then uh, p- more things kind of trickled through. There were a couple of cryptic Instagram posts by uh, former Ranger actors, uh, people that had gone to many conventions with Jason David Frank. Because he, he was a convention staple. He was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. And like, he made all his money traveling the country going to conventions. Yes. And um, he, he was like like a Lou Ferrigno-style staple, except you weren't sad to see him. Yeah, no. People were generally pretty pretty uh, happy to see J- JDF. And, and he was uh, happy to see them. Yeah. Um, long story short, about 12 hours after that first initial message, it was revealed that uh, Jason David Frank did, in fact, pass. And it has really kind of shocked both the Power Ranger fandom and the general nerd community in general, because this is a guy who was overwhelming positivity, overwhelming positivity. Think of think about think of him what you will. We have kind of dogged on him a little bit on the show every now and then, mostly because he was kind of annoying, which he was. Sometimes he could be very overbearing and he definitely was a shameless self-promoter when it came to things. oh yeah he was he was his big his own biggest hype he man. was he was his biggest hype man but while there's argument to say who the best ranger was it is there is no argument that jason david frank's character of tommy was the most recognizable oh yeah ranger oh yeah by far uh, when you think of the franchise, you think of Tommy. You think of the Green Ranger, the Green or Ranger, the White, White Ranger. Ranger. You think of him first. Yeah, and he did a lot during the downtime of the series when the series wasn't doing too hot. I'm th- I'm thinking end of the Disney era and the entirety of the Neo Saban era before Hasbro picked it up. Yep, he did a lot to help r- try to reinvigorate the brand. And keep people's interest. And he was always, always enthused to meet fans. He would always take time to meet fans, go out of his way to help things. There were there have been reports posthumously that uh, during COVID, when a lot of conventions went down and a lot of shops were like comic shops and things like that were like going down and struggling, he would he would go make appearances. He would make you do signings and appearances, and he would just happen to forget his couple thousand dollars he had made uh, from all of his autographs on his way out and left them for these failing comic oh, shops wow. to help keep them in business. The dude, a better for better or worse, was a very positive force in, in geekdom as a whole. And it is, it is really shocking to hear that he's gone, especially in the particular way that he has gone. Content warning. Is revealed he did unalived himself. He, he yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's no point in being cute about it. He committed suicide, and you know, it, it it's it's just a, one of those reminders that you know we're allowed to say it. This isn't YouTube. This isn't YouTube. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, celebrities are people, people, and sometimes you forget about that because mm-hmm. you know 
and especially you, in the world of you know social media where everyone's connected and you have those parasocial connections and you start to see people as bigger than see the persona more than the person but it goes to show you never know what somebody's going through you never know exactly you never know and it is uh, you know it you know it's it's always whenever i read about this stuff i you know it's a reminder try to be kind to everyone you see because you never know what people are dealing with behind the scenes and i mean he was having a very public and very oh there is speculation as to aggressive what, divorce what was, yeah his wife did serve him with divorce papers while at a con uh and roughly, she was coming for she was like coming for everything every, for everything he Oof. uh you know uh covid times did take a hit to his bottom line because there weren't many cons for him to go to he was left out of the um 30th anniversary power rangers episode that's going to be coming out this season uh although it's probably going to be dedicated to jdf at this point um, I wonder why they didn't have him involved. <laughs> well, there are there are conflicting reports. He claims that he has retired the character. Hasbro claims that they wanted the original, as close to the original five as they could get. Uh, I guess he that is makes technically it, not part of the original he's five. The he's, six. he's the extra. Yeah, and they didn't want it to be the Tommy show because the last couple of anniversary anniversary episodes were the Tommy show. Or whatever were kind of the Tommy show. Um, in fact, the power the Ninja Steel episode. Uh, two-parter was basically the Tommy show. I and mean, hell, Di- Dino Fury was basically the Tommy series. Yeah, yeah, except for those couple episodes where he was frozen on a block of ice because in real life, Jason David Franks' uh, uh, had wife had given birth and yes. he was out of the country, so they conveni- conveniently froze, froze <laughs> though they conveniently had him trapped in his uniform, in his costume for a couple of episodes, uh. and he recorded voiceover in a closet in... You know, half wow. halfway across the world. Anyway, I thought they just like literally froze them in a block of ice. It was like that Scooby Doo. Well, no, there were also there uh, were also a couple episodes I, where I'm, he was frozen in a cup. I'm he, glad so, he's in there, and we're out here, and <laughs> I'm out here, and he's in there. So, so what happened was JDF um, transformed into his costume, was frozen in a block of ice, was gone for a couple episodes, and when he came back, he mysteriously couldn't trans uh, morph out of his suit for about um, for about five or six episodes. Because his morpher was broken and because they were trying to figure out the logistics of recording across the season in yes. early 2000s yes. or whatever. <clears throat> um, but back to all of this, I mean, it's, you know, it's rough. It's rough. You never know what he was going through. I heard there were, there was one unobsa- uh, unsubstantiated report that um, one of his stepdaughters had uh, passed in a car accident about a year ago and it hit and it hurt him pretty, pretty well. There were some reports that his... Karate Dojo in Texas was maybe not doing as hot. I think he has like two or he three has, in Texas and one in California. And, and they weren't doing as well as to be expected. I mean, COVID probably affected that too. COVID was probably a lot of it. And I mean, you just never know. And, you know, there's been a real outpouring of support from the community. There have been a lot of former Rangers, former cast members, people that knew him from cons have been kind of go nuts. There's, if, you know, I don't get too worked up over this kind of stuff, but I'll be honest. I almost shed a tear because, um, Amy Jo Johnson hopped on her YouTube channel and did like a 15, 20 minute live stream. And she was, uh, inconsolable. This is the pink original pink ranger completely inconsolable. I mean, they both did a cameo for that Power Rangers movie. They were in the Power Ranger 2017 movie. They, as extras, uh, once Tommy was introduced, that was, those two had more shared scenes together than any other character in the series. Oh, yeah. Their whole, they built their whole Mm -hmm. thing into their, 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 their their love story. Yeah. And it, she was, uh, it was very difficult to watch because just, the shock and the it's yeah so you know i'm i'm sad to see him go yeah i mean it's it's, it's rough it's rough it's it's weird to see your your childhood heroes die because everyone everybody loved tommy everybody loved tommy i mean yeah you talk to anybody about power rangers the first green ranger was the coolest oh yeah everyone's green ranger was the coolest i mean he did have the coolest look he did have the coolest zord yeah i i remember being a kid and it was the season two episode, the white, uh, the white light. Yeah, where he gets his where white he gets ranger his power. White ranger powers, and we never watched TV as a kid. We never watched TV while we were eating dinner. Yeah, and um, the two part was airing, 
and we had this little radio with like a little black and white like antenna TV. And I remember all of us eating dinner. This was a special thing gathered around this tiny black and white tube TV <laughs> stuck inside of radio. It's about maybe four inches across, four inches by four inches. Thank God he was becoming the White Ranger. You would have had no <laughs> well, idea. I had no color. idea. But like, I remember us all, all four of us, the entire family glued to this little set top because <laughs> we wanted to figure out who the White Ranger was. And so excited when it when we found out Tommy's back he's back Jason David Frank has come back to the show and it, yeah it's 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 weird I did have the opportunity to inter- to to interview him I've met him a couple times at cons and I had yeah we had the opportunity we were very fortunate uh, back in 2014 to interview him and it was a very short interview and it was you know a lot of it's the first interview I'd ever done so it's it's not very good <laughs> um you can listen to it it's on our our podcast feed but um you know, he was just super friendly dude, and and the super, fact that he would give our little yeah our little rinky dink show a chance a chance and the opportunity to talk and and talk frankly about stuff. You know, I mean, I was pretty much uh, softballing him questions because I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, the fact that he that he took the time and that actually kind of sh- took it shocked him a little bit because I brought up one of his post Power Rangers movies that he had done the the young um young defenders which oh. was this little independent movie that no one had seen and he was so thrilled that someone was like oh my god you saw that <laughs> holy crap i made that for like i was in it for like 20 minutes and it was like a an extended cameo but i remember working <laughs> I made, on it, and it i was made so, pocket change it on was that. so weird because it was like the first like major like non Power Rangers uh, non-children's show and it was kind of poking fun at the, at the Power Rangers and stuff like that but he was like so so thrilled that someone had seen that and you could hear it in his voice because he was standing there next to one of the guys from um um um, um, Boondock, um Saints. Boondock Saints the <laughs> one that's not Norman Reedus Oh, the Sean, other Patrick Sean, Sean Patrick Flannery. Flannery. They were both. They were both doing inter- interviews. By, so I remember that. And con. you can hear him on our interview. Go, dude. Do you hear this? I I no one's seen this movie. <laughs> and he's talking to Sean Patrick Flannery, talking about how uh, you know I I had this deep cut, and uh, and that, that was, was really cool. That was a cool night. That was a really cool night. That was that, all, yeah, that, that was, was all at sixteen. Sixteen. Bit. I was gonna say yeah, that was, that was a really cool. Bit. Yeah, but uh, you got the autograph of the the Boondock Saints' dad. I think. I think. We think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think no, so. Yeah. No, he wasn't there. It was David DeRocco, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Norman Reedus. Reedus wasn't there. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No, Norman, at, Norman at, Reedus at wasn't there. Bit, no, it wasn't. No. Not at 16 bit. No. But at the con. At the con. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, we're, we're running way over. Then, so. then who was the old man that signed a plane ticket and gave it to you? It was probably David DeRocco. <laughs> I think that's right. Probably. Well, anyway, we're running way over. We got to wrap things up, but I just, you know, maybe it was just sorry, an old man with just, a plane ticket. Yeah, know. you never know. Hey, maybe he wanted to fly you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's you know sad to see JDF go. It's the uh, the Power Ranger community is um, not going to be the same, and that's I don't know. I guess it's it's weird when a tiny part of your childhood kind of. Shows their humanity in the worst possible way. I, I was gonna say, like, this makes me feel like we're getting old, but that's not even the case. No. He wasn't even that old. He wasn't. He was forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't that old. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's a bummer. It's it's a bummer. It's a. And it's that's a real understating bummer. it. I've said that a lot lately when yeah. we talked about. I said that same thing about Kevin Conroy. That's such a weak understatement. It, it is, but. That's it's hard to put into words. Yeah, some of this stuff it really is, and I mean we're we're gonna start seeing more of this stuff, unfortunately. But it's but, I think the the biggest thing was yeah. the shock of how sudden and how out of the blue that, it was. That's grief, and it's hard to put grief into words. It is when it especially wasn't somebody who you have a direct like connection yeah. with, but you still feel bad. Like, yeah, that's a hard level to explain. <laughs> yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Listen, we've gone way over, so we got to wrap things up. You have been listening to nerd overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at nerd overload. Now you can email us at staff at nerd And you can't call us anywhere. So 
Don't worry Don't about worry it. About we'll, it. We'll figure it out. We'll fix it. You can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So uh, thank you again for tuning in, and we will be back next week, and may the power protect you. <laughs>